0: Welcome to Parenting Bites. This is Rebecca Levy. I'm here today with Amy Oztan of Amy Ever After. Hi. Hello. And Andrea Smith, technology guru extraordinaire. Hello. Hello. Um, today on the show, we thought we would um, step away from the doom and gloom for a second <laughs> because it's, it's overwhelming. Um, but we would kind of look back on our last six months or so and try to find something or things that actually brought us joy um or that we loved or something that made um I don't want to say things easier but at least a little a little better a little silver lining um that we would share with you so because we're still in it <laughs> I'm still in for the long haul so it's good to start I think sharing things that maybe were um a lifesaver or a life improver in the very least so it isn't all Bites, COVID show. <laughs> happy, bites. happy bites, happy um, bites. So, Amy, I'm going to start with you, since um, you you were the one who proposed this whole idea.
1: Yeah. All right. Um, so, I've got three things that I've really been enjoying lately online, um, and they're all free, and they're just they're I I'm just obsessed with all of them. So the first one is called Sunset Selfies, and it's a guy named John Marshall. And this project started actually back in 2014 when he was living on an island in Maine for a month. And he's kind of an artsy guy, and he gave himself a challenge that he was going to do a sunset selfie every day for 30 days. And what he does is using just like cardboard from the local dump and a knife and scissors nothing fancy he makes these silhouettes and then poses with them at sunset and they are like mind-blowingly incredible and he doesn't like nobody helps him like his rule was he had to do it by himself so he just uses a 10 second timer and like you know sets up his phone and then runs into the shot and I'll post my favorites in our post but you just you have to go to his Instagram and just scroll through them all um, it's instagram.com slash sunset selfies and the creativity with such like a simple medium it's it's amazing you're gonna love it that's
0: so cool I love when people like set their own goals for themselves like that i find it so inspiring because that's really hard to do and then stick with it it's not like anyone would know if you didn't do it right
1: yeah it's just like i'm gonna do this and you know it started in 2014 with those 30 but then he kept doing it like he just put up another one the other day on instagram so like you know it's it's just it became his thing um and with the exception of like you know I i think he did like some photoshopped in dragon's breath fire and a couple of like (laughs) lightsaber lights, no special effects. It's just all from the cardboard and his camera and the sunset. So that was my first one. My second one is actually from this past week. I know that I just talked about Humans of New York recently, but I'm talking about Humans of New York again, because they have been running a 32-post story called Tattletales from Tangeray. Yeah. Have you guys been reading this? Yes. She's amazing. Oh, oh, my God. How is her life not like an HBO show? I, I don't understand. I just read about
2: that. That's so funny. Oh, I my God. I just read it.
1: So her, her name is Stephanie Johnson, and she was just, she was one of their Humans of New York posts, like, you know, a year ago. And... It was super popular, but, you know, it's not like his, he doesn't have recurring characters. But something really stuck with Stephanie, and people wanted more from her, and he had been planning on doing other stuff. He was going to do a podcast with her or something else, but her health is really declining, and he was afraid that if they did something more elaborate, they might not get it finished. Um, so... He, he instead told her life story or she told her life story in these 32 posts last week. And it is a roller coaster. I mean, her she was just like in the middle of like the mythical gritty Times Square 70s life that you see in movies. And just had so many amazing, she was like the Forrest Gump of Times Square, you know, like all these celebrities. And, you know, she hung out with the mob. And she was like this incredibly popular burlesque dancer. And she's African American. So the fact that she could even get those jobs was amazing and a testament to her. Um, So that is just, you have to read it. I'll, I'll post a link to the first one, but really, it was only last week. So you just want to go to the Humans of New York Facebook page and scroll down until you see the first one, one of 32, and just read them all. You have to. And in conjunction with it, um, they set up a GoFundMe for her because, you know, she's she's in failing health and she has medical bills. It raised a million and a half dollars in a week. Yep. And because she she has just struck a nerve. And um, so she says that aside from her medical bills, she's just going to live her life the way she's been living it. And that when she dies, the rest is going to go to a charity to um, a New York City based charity for underprivileged children called uh, the Association to Benefit Children. So you can still give to that fund. Um, Read her story. She's amazing.
0: It's so incredible because it's such a portrait of New York that um, I think filmmakers have tried to portray. You yeah, know, like and- the deuce. Yeah. But they um, they leave out black people all the time. Like it's the weirdest thing when people make these movies about New York because (laughs) it's it's you know, it's obviously the critique of Woody Allen. Like, where does he live? But I think when you're talking about especially like Times Square in the 70s and it's always so odd that there's like one black character. Right. I mean. (laughs) Right. It's bizarre. Um, Yeah. So, yeah, I always think about that. I always always think about the Hamilton line who tells your story, right? That is the only reason we hear stories or don't hear stories is that somebody has the power to tell them.
1: Right. And and I mean, you know, she her stories were there the whole time. She even had like a a a column in a really popular magazine back then, but like, you know, d- Humans of New York has the voice and is lending it to her. And, you know, so she gets right. to tell her story. you think she'd
0: be a consulting producer on The Deuce. <laughs> like, <laughs>
1: seriously,
0: right? Right. Like,
2: yeah, It is great. It is great to see those kinds of stories come alive. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and she is just a character.
2: All right, I have to read them. Yeah, she's awesome.
0: All right, what's your last one, Amy?
1: So my last one is about a little girl in England named Nandy Bushel. And she's a musician. She's 10. And she plays a bunch of instruments. But what she's known the most for is she posts these videos of her doing the drums to popular songs. And before recently, she had already had some fame. Like she um, she's been posting these videos for a couple of years and um, had, you know, had a steadily growing fan base and like she had um, Tom Morello of Rage Against the Machine gave her a guitar earlier this year after she did one of his songs online. Um, she was in, a, in an ad for a big department store in England in 2018. So like she wasn't totally unknown. But during lockdown, she posted a video of herself doing the drums for Everlong uh, for that Foo Fighters song which is like my favorite song ever that he sang right to me at that concert that Andrea brought me to at CES a couple of years ago.
2: And that one where you were in the front row screaming your heart out.
1: <laughs> oh my god, he sang it to me. <laughs> and she um I mean she does an amazing job. Like she's she's a prodigy. Like she's just an incredible drummer. But in the video, she challenges Dave Grohl to a drum battle. <laughs> and he answered her. And he, you know, played Everlong, which he said he hadn't played since like they recorded it, because, you know, usually somebody else does the drums. And then he gave her a challenge back. And it was, uh, it was a song called, um, what was it called? Oh, it was it was was called Dead End Friends, which is another, he's in another band called Crooked Vultures. Um, So it was like one of their songs. And then so she learned that song and played it back to him. And he was like, OK, you won this round. And then for the next round, he Dave Girl wrote a song about her and then challenged her to learn that. Like he wrote a song about this girl and posted it. And that's her challenge now. She has to learn the song that's about her. <laughs> that was a couple of weeks ago. And she just posted last week that she's taking it very seriously. She's working on it really hard and that her, you know, her, her side in this battle will be coming up soon. So like I'm on pins and needles, like checking her Twitter every day, seeing if she's posted it because this has just become like the most fantastic, you know, rock battle ever between Dave Grohl and this 10 year old girl. (laughs) (laughs) And the funny thing is, like, if you go back in her Twitter feed, Like, you know, last year she had another video of her doing Everlong or maybe it was in 2018 that has like 108 likes, including mine, you know, and now she has like almost 200,000 followers and like, you know, thousands of likes and all these articles written about her. And it's it's incredible. And she is so much fun to watch. She has so much personality. She is just a born performer. And I'm just waiting for the next step in this battle. That is awesome.
0: See, that's making good use of your quarantine time. <laughs> Having a rock battle. Dave
1: this Grohl. would not have happened without quarantine. Like she like you you can look through like a 2-year history of her playing uh band songs and like tagging the bands in the Twitter videos and you know right. like egging them on, but like you know that that didn't get very far. And then like Dave Grohl's like sitting at home, you know, going right, through Twitter, all home
2: looking for things, <laughs> looking exactly. for things to do. Yep.
1: The funniest part is that when Dave Grohl did the, you know, answered her challenge and recorded the first one of himself playing Everlong, it was on his daughter's drum set. That's hilarious. (laughs) So, yeah, it's I, I can't wait to see what happens next. That's awesome. We will be right back
0: with Andrea's Picks. This Halloween may look a little different. The treats don't have to stop at candy. No tricks. You can give out to your kid a KiwiCo hands-on science and art project so then your little monsters won't go batty with boredom. Amy, I know you got a crate for your teenagers. How did that go?
1: Yeah, okay, so (laughs) it was so funny because my kids promised to do it with me and then I should have known that when it was time to do it, they wouldn't do it together. Like my kids, they they're they're 19 and 16 oh, and like they refuse to do anything together. So my son and I did it and we had so much fun. Um, partially because we kind of made it into a competition about who's better at putting things together. Um, and it, it was this really cool little like pendulum box. Um well, I'll post pictures of it. I'll post a video because like you turn off the lights and you, you know, set this thing going and it does this crazy light show. And at one what? point, like, yeah, it's really cool. And like at one point, um, he started to put something together wrong and I called him on it. And then at another point, <laughs> I put something like I gave him the wrong piece. So it was so much fun. Oh, poor Fiona. She was probably jealous. That sounds like a really fun time. You know what? Her loss.
0: Very true. You know, it's interesting. So like, I want our listeners to know you can encourage your children to be innovators and creative thinkers at any age, right? Everyone's a yeah. kid. I mean, you had a great time. Jake had a great time. He's, He's 19. And we might had be mortified that we're talking about him. But that's okay. <laughs> You'll never know. You know, it's hard to find creative ways to keep your kids busy and like work their brains. And especially now when you really need them to be doing some hands-on projects and out of your way. KiwiCo is redefining learning with hands-on projects that build confidence, creativity, and critical thinking skills. There's something for every kid or kid at heart at KiwiCo. Now you can get 30% off your first month, Plus free shipping on any crate line at KiwiCo.com slash parenting. That's K-I-W-I-C-O dot com slash
2: parenting. All right, Andrea, to you. Okay, so you guys, you're going to be so proud of me. I am watching a TV show (laughs) that I think you have not seen. But if you have, it's okay because it's very current. I guarantee you I haven't seen it. I watch nothing. Well, you know, it takes me 10 years to get around to watching what Rebecca has seen. Um, And I have found this show that just makes my heart happy. It just makes me smile. It's called Last Tango in Halifax. It's on Netflix. It is just so not what I would watch. But it's about (laughs) these two elderly people in their 80s. And their grandkids put each of them on Facebook. And they find each other. They were like... Junior high school you know crushes on each other Aww. and find each other 60 years later. But what I love the most about it is the English accents and the English words and the funny sayings it just I just could listen to them read the dictionary you know <laughs> with with all of their colloquialisms and um, anyway, it's just it's this this story about how the two of them get together and of course instantly fall in love and want to get married and their families are so screwed up. I mean, and there's always some sort of crazy shenanigan going on with, you know, I, I won't tell you, but like, you know, one of them's getting divorced, the other one's like having issues with her So It's just like so much drama, but it's so heartwarming and I have so enjoyed watching this show. It makes me smile.
0: There's a lot of seasons too. Are there? Like, Oh yeah, there's like oh. five. Wait, have watch you watched it. this, yes. Rebecca? Yes.
2: Ah! <laughs> of course. You're you kidding! Have. I was so proud of myself. Um, <laughs> oh, no,
0: it's, funny. it's funny. It's something my my dad had recommended it to me a long time ago, and literally Corey and I had just run out of things to watch because we. Um, <laughs> I have like a very specific type of show I like to watch when I fold my laundry, and like that's it. It like because you can pay attention, but you don't have to pay too close attention, right, and like right. it you don't passes. Have to watch. The, So those are the shows that I'll like literally once a week, I can get through like one or two episodes while I'm like
1: folding laundry. Um, That was my show for a while. I'm looking at the laundry pile to my right, and I'm realizing why I don't watch TV. (laughs) I haven't folded laundry in years.
0: Yeah, it's I mean, honestly, it's um, those are my my kids know they make fun of me all the time. I have my folding laundry shows.
2: (laughs) That's funny. Well, I have certain shows I'll watch on my Echo show in the kitchen when I'm cooking dinner or when I'm prepping food or something, like maybe the Colbert monologue, you know, that I don't have right. to look at, I can just listen to. Right. That's what I'm washing oh, dishes too. So I, so I get it. So the brand new show for me that I love and think I'm so current, you've already seen all five seasons. <laughs> God, well, I Rebecca. haven't, I haven't watched it or even heard of it. And I will try right. after I all watch
1: right. all of the things that Rebecca has recommended. I watch don't a lot you of love British TV. Accent?
0: Don't yeah, you I love everything. Love about it. It? I have to have subtitles on because yeah, me too. I <laughs> me can't too. understand anything they're saying.
2: And, um, and instead <laughs> of saying "was," they say "were." Like you yeah. know, it were this instead of it was this. It yeah, just, everything's it, this the conditional. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. But you know, bad grammar is charming in another accent.
2: <laughs> oh, in that accent, it's wonderful. Okay, yeah. so that's it. That's my first one, and then I have two tech gadgets that just are so awesome. You have to know about them. So last week, um, well, let me back up. You know, Samsung has their Galaxy S twenty line and their Note S twenty line, which Amy's a fan of. I have the new twenty Ultra. Uh huh. Yep. And and I'm not even going to say how much money you paid for that, okay. but they are very expensive. As <laughs> well, you knows. know, over spread over two years, right. you don't it's think very about expensive. it. <laughs> so. A lot of people are looking at these phones thinking, "Well, I would like that, but like I can't. I just can't afford that right now. Samsung was so brilliant. they've come out with what they call the galaxy s twenty f e or fan edition. And basically what they did was they took all the premium features that they' that were fan favorites, okay, and got rid of what people could live without. And they've delivered this fan edition that is $300 less than the starting price of the regular Galaxy S20. So for $699, you get a flagship Samsung Galaxy S20 phone with 5G connectivity, the triple camera, an incredible 32 megapixel um, selfie camera on the front, which is a better camera than the regular S20. Um, And... Colors, you guys, it comes in purple. I mean, oh my god, seriously, it comes in like forget the graphite and the silver, it comes in navy blue, it comes in orange, it comes in red, it comes in purple, all these great colors. Um, and the cool thing about it is it's got, for people who like gaming, 120 hertz refresh rate, which just means smoother scrolling. But so basically, they took away things like 8K video. Amy, do you use 8K video oh my on your God. phone? I don't even know where I would post that. Right. They took away things that people don't really you know, care as much about, and they were able to deliver it all into this amazing $699 phone that... I, honestly i don't know why all phones aren't like this like why do they have to put in i get it there's early adopters who want to have the best most amazing and the journalists you know, and content creators who want 8k video and who need the 100 times zoom right. on their camera so this People is only like, me who like shiny zoom. new things Right, right. So I highly, highly, highly recommend the Samsung Galaxy S20 Fan Edition if you're an Android user or if you're someone who has been thinking about maybe switching sides. Hmm. Okay. And then the last thing is, and, and I'm a geek and you know it, but I get really excited about my mouse because I still use a mouse no matter how high-end a laptop I have, I still like to use a mouse. And when I used to travel and used to go away on business and would take a laptop, I would still take a travel mouse with me because it just made my life easier. So Logitech, which makes my absolute favorite MX Master 3 mouse, um, has a new version of their MX Anywhere. It's called the MX Anywhere 3. It is this little teeny palm-sized mouse that just, it's great for mobile work, it's great for your home office, you could take it to the coffee shop, you can travel with it, it stays powered for 70 days on a full charge, it gets charged by USB-C. If you plug it in for one minute, it gets three hours of charge because a lot of times I'll get a notification on my computer saying, your mouse is out of battery, and all I have to do is plug it in for a minute. Um, and the cool thing about these new Logitech mice, I guess we call them, yes, is it has something called um, flow. So let's say you're using two different computers um, or two screens, it will flow from one to the other, so. Oh, you gotta be
0: kidding, that's my that's my thing. So that makes me crazy when it, cause you're sitting there like, what do I do? What, what do, do, I do I do?
2: So my husband used to have a work computer and a home computer uh-huh. and he would wanna copy files from one to the other. This you can literally do cut in one or copy in one, click the mouse to number two, move it to the next oh, screen and do awesome. paste and you move your file. You can copy and paste. You can just easily transfer text (laughs) images. Right now. (laughs) It's the coolest thing. And it works on three different devices. So you can set it up to do your computer number one, computer number two, and then maybe your um, tablet or your phone. It works with Windows, Mac, iPad, Chrome. $79. And it comes in rose gold. Can I just say rose gold? So they're really getting hip and trendy, and um, I love this mouse. I mean, Rebecca, if you want – and, of course, it comes in the gray and the graphite and all that, but the rose gold is the new one. If you wanted, you know, a regular for home office one, my MX Master 3 does the same thing. Yeah, but because if I want, have to say,
0: like, I'm just – I mean, this sounds hard to believe, but I am just now working on um, – a laptop and an external monitor. I never had yeah. one because I just always slept back and forth to my office. And now right. that I'm home and have it set up at home, I am so bad at, setting up between the two of them like I really am it's hard
2: yeah it's hard I set it up and then I stare at one like I
0: don't use it the way it's supposed to be used and I'm like this is dumb
2: and the most Um, frustrating thing is is looking at one computer and saying but I want that file over there yes and you know what are you going to do get out a flash drive copy save it but this just literally is a copy and paste and it moves to the next no that's
0: awesome all right perfect All right. I feel so low tech now for my, (laughs) my picks. So, um, the first thing that I bought, probably the only thing I really bought during, um, lockdown when I realized how much I was cooking and I am someone who cooks, I would say I usually cook four to five nights a week. And then we would like order in and go out the other two. Um, and suddenly I was cooking all seven, um, and for, it was like a big difference going from four to seven <laughs> and I had been wanting this pan forever. <laughs> this, I just had my eye on this Staub Heritage All Day pan. Um, it's cast iron, but enameled. So it's not, it's like naturally nonstick. I don't know how you categorize that, but it's heavy cast iron, not too heavy with this beautiful, um enameled finish so it's not the kind of cast iron you have to season all mm-hmm. the time um, and it comes with a glass dome so you can see what's underneath mm. um, but also a lot of these pans don't come with a lid and I love that it came with a lid so it can obviously be on the stovetop and it can go in the oven and I bought this pan, Sur La Tabla had like a huge sale um, and it is, I, I use it four to five nights a week that's what I cook with like my other pans are now my sad stepchildren how Um, big is it it is I want to say it's maybe a four quart or three and a half it's three and a half is what it is and it's shallow like it's it's I mean it's deep enough to you know saute to braise um anything like that but it's got and it's actually still on sale at Sur La Tabla for 149.96 it's usually around 300 wow um, which is why I never bought it and I bought it in this beautiful french blue which is like so
2: beautiful it is i love <laughs> this pan you know that so sounds much. it's that sounds just like that Hestan Hestan NanoBond pan that I talked about a few weeks ago just a new pan that changed my life because yeah. it's nonstick because you don't have to season it. Mine isn't cast iron. Mine's just the stainless steel with nanobond. Expensive. But I mean, it is my new favorite pan. So I totally get that.
0: Yeah, it's just it's so beautiful. It's like, I guess, because also like I love I love cast iron with the enamel. Like I have my Le Creuset, like my big Dutch oven. Um, this is small enough that I use it all the time. Like my Dutch oven, I can't, like when I pull that thing out. <laughs> Like I'm pulling it out for something. Um, What I also love about it is because it's so pretty, I just put it right on a trivet on the table Hmm. Um, because it's this beautiful French blue and like the whole –
1: the whole thing looks good.
0: Um, so anyway, that was my big purchase
1: for <laughs> a car
0: over COVID.
1: It's another um, one of those episodes, it's just gonna cost us money.
0: <laughs> you know, it's really universally I know I'm like, maybe I should buy one in red. No.
1: Well, because I um, have I have a couple of big um enameled Dutch ovens, but like you said, like those are for big things. I don't have all of all of the rest of my cast iron is just plain cast iron, so I yeah. don't use it as much as I should. I really need something like like that. You
0: should get this because the sear that it creates on things is so incredible. Um, and then the fact that you can just like shove it in the oven after. Right. It's it's changed. It's changed how I cook um, when I cook meat for my family. Like it's it's changed that because you and also like I don't know, it just doesn't generate the same amount of smoke either as my grill pans do.
1: Mm. Um,
0: so I, I don't know why, <laughs> but it doesn't. Um, so yeah, I love it. I do, ev- literally I do everything in it. I do one pot pastas in it. Um, mm. you know, it's big enough that you can put a long noodle in there too for if you do, um, you know, oh, one pot pasta. that's so
1: key. Yeah.
0: Um, so I'm all all in on the, on the Staub Heritage all day pan. The second thing I did during COVID, which brought me super joy, was that I pruned my Instagram. So I decided I never look at Instagram. I'm just one I don't I'm one of those weird people out there. I did not like it from the beginning. I do not like it now. I don't find it that interesting to just look at pictures of people. Um, as toxic as Facebook is, I like that. I like the commentary. I like the sharing of stories and links more than I just like people's random pictures. Even if they have, they put a little commentary, I just don't find it that engaging or interesting. And I decided that I was going to get rid of every single person on Instagram who's pictures I don't like, like, I don't (laughs) care if I like, I might like them, but I don't find what they're posting interesting. And And you're
1: probably seeing the same pictures on Facebook.
0: Exactly. And I also, um, I think during the pandemic, I didn't, I had already gotten rid of toxic people in 2016, like, that was already gone from any of my feeds. But I just felt like I don't want to see the people with their feet in their wine glass. I don't know, like, I was, I was (laughs) done. And like, the kids who aren't so cute. I don't know. I was really over it. So I, um, or people showing off how they were like scheduling their kids every second of the day. I decided to use Instagram the way I thought it should be used to make me happy, which is as a gallery because it's a visual medium. So I got rid of literally, I mean, I can't, I muted like a bazillion people and I have filled my Instagram. Were we, were we in there? No, you're, get you're still there because I can't, okay. <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't do that. But these were like people, you know, when you when you first get on social media, and I think this is true of most people, but certainly true for those of us who are in the influencer space. Oh, yeah. You kind of just followed people back because you felt like it was the right thing to do. And because you're all like in the same space and people probably do that in their work or whatever in general. Um and in the beginning, because you just want to be, fo- you know, the whole thing was like, who am I going to follow and who's going to follow me back? And then I just realized, like, I don't really know these people and I don't really care. Um, and so it brings me no joy and I never went on it, which is also fine. But I was like, eh. so I started filling my feed with photographers, sculptors, painters, museums, um, chefs, food writers, Um, And writer, writers, people who were actually posting incredibly interesting visual things. Um, And there's an account, a weekly column on The New York Times called Five Art Accounts to Follow on Instagram Now. So every week I would look at this column, which is amazing. And they pick different people every week to write it. So it's not like just one art critic writing it. And they just put up incredible artists and like museums from little parts of the world and whatever. And you can look through and be like, are these things I'd like to see in my feed in a regular basis? Is this someone who has something interesting to say? And that's what I've done over the last few months is just fill my feed with actual artists. And I have to say every day, it's a joy. Like I open it up and I don't know what I'm going to see. And it's there's always something really like interesting and provocative and inspirational and I'm like so into it now. <laughs> so I feel like I made my own private art gallery. Um can I tell you like it brings me
1: so much joy. I haven't pruned my Instagram. I'm still following all those people, but I rarely look through my feed. I I just look at hashtags. Like I'll just look at hashtags of like pretty food and architecture and it's right it's so much happier.
0: <laughs> it's so much happier. Um and it's not that I don't like like the people I was following anything. It's just that I it's not what that medium is to me. I feel like it's a very visual place. And to your point, Amy, like a lot of those people are in my Facebook. Um, and I see ex-
2: like exactly the same thing.
1: Well, yeah, like they literally put like they double post yeah. and they're putting see, like 20 hashtags to do that. on Facebook. I try
2: to use Facebook and Instagram differently. So I'll put like Instagram for like certain things, cats, you know, certain things. Right. And I don't normally then post those on Facebook. I don't cross post.
1: Yeah, like sometimes I'll post the same picture occasionally, but it's not like it, it has a way different description and it's not, you know, it's to like the bigger Instagram world, not my not the people I actually know on Facebook.
0: Right. I definitely also got rid of and I'm sorry if this is people who are listening to us, but giveaways like people who just oh God, their yeah. posts were always um, just not that creatively interesting. And, and for people who want to find giveaways, that's really great. Um, but. I have to say it is like so liberating creating a feed that is has nothing to do with influence or products or (laughs) or just random children yeah <laughs> i
1: don't know so
2: all right so we all need to again. go look at our instagram and prune
0: yes prune and fi- f- just figure out like what actually brings you joy and then find it on instagram because it's there like to amy's point like humans of new york like that's just joy like follow him
1: yeah you know and i think um, a lot of people that i know use instagram more like i use facebook and that's right that's fine for them but i don't i don't want to i don't want to see it in both places
0: that's how I feel too. Like that's not how I, I don't actually post on Instagram very much because I feel like I'm a terrible visual person. Um, and I, I don't I So I don't really post on Instagram. I just don't, it's just not what I gravitate towards. Cause I know my strengths and taking great pictures is not one of them.
1: Yeah. Um, but you can be sure so. if I actually take a great picture, I'm going to put it on Instagram cause right. it hardly ever happens.
0: Right. Usually my kids take a picture. I'm like, Ooh, send that to me. I want to put it on Instagram. <laughs> so <laughs> that's how it happens. Um, my last joyful bite which is not joyful like well it's hard to explain but it's a tv show um get ready andrew you're gonna watch it in three years um (laughs) or four or four it's um a show that was on this summer on hbo called i may destroy you oh which is written um and created by michaela cole it is uh i don't even know how to explain it it is about um sexual assault but it's about memory. It's about um, owning your your agency. Um, it's about a writer with creative block. It's about friendship. It's about being Black in uh, London. It's about being an immigrant. It's about so many things. It is so exceptionally well done and original. Um, it's really a must, must, must see. I can't, I can't, it was, it's sometimes devastating to watch, sometimes touching and funny to watch. It is like nothing else um, on TV. So I urge everyone to watch it. If you have a teenager, you could certainly watch it with a teenager. I don't think younger than that. Um, but it's just, yeah, watch it. Watch it, get get your free trial of HBO if you don't have it just to watch it because all the episodes are out now and you could binge it. Um, it was dropped one week at a time over the summer and it was like a painful week waiting for that new episode um it's so good she's such an incredibly um poignant and original voice i don't even she's gonna do like incredible
1: things now my reaction when you said that might have sounded like i've watched it i haven't but i've seen like a zillion interviews with her and i love her yeah like i need to finally get around to watching my list of shows because this one will be at the top
0: and it's, you should, it's a very um, fast watch. These are not like dragged out at all. It's so, you have to watch it because truly the last episode is maybe one of the most exceptional episodes of TV you'll ever watch, how she handles a final episode. Um, but it is, it's just remarkable, really. So um, this is
2: not one you watch while folding laundry? No, no. This, is, this a, is a watch. Watch. Sit and
0: watch, um, and you're not going to watch anything else after it. <laughs> so <laughs> it's it it takes it out of you because um, there's so so many layers and so much going on. There's tons of great commentary written about it online, um, but it's really like you kind of watch it and you think like, holy every like it is. You're like that is some other level of um, writing. And acting and production. It's really remarkable. So and it's based out of her true experience um, of having been roofied at a bar and sexually assaulted and not realizing it for quite a while um, until her memory started coming back to her. So it's really it, I'm making it sound like too dour. It's really not. It's like serious, but it has so much humor and love and like joy in it, too. Um, yeah, it's really it's so remarkable. So um it would have come out regardless of the pandemic but it helped helped get me through the pandemic in terms of uh having something to look forward to every week Hmm. and that is it for today that is our show that was a lot of stuff (laughs) good stuff good stuff we got through the pandemic um of the first wave. The or first, wave one. Or the, it waved eight. I don't know what wave we're on now. But um or we never finished the wave. Or here in New York we did in New yeah, Jersey. We're, we're in a happy lull here. Yeah, we're in a hopefully not a calm before the storm. Hopefully we're just in a new um lull. Normal. That
1: that's what I'm hoping, but on the other hand, I'm taking care of all of the things that I know I might not be able to do in like November and December. Like I finally got my hair cut and colored, I'm doing doctor's appointments, like do it now.
0: Yeah, get your flu shot. Exactly. I did I've it. Also, I got it. Oh, good. I um, I also have so many wipes at this point that I'm <laughs> gonna be one of those people on TV that they show as like the hoarder because I have it on subscribe and save on Amazon, and they weren't in stock for so long, and then all of a sudden they were. So <laughs> I, got, I have so many wipes. Um, so I'm ready.
1: Well, I'm it's so ready. funny. Because like we've talked about this before, I don't know if we've talked about it on the show, but I was every winter, I was always like a crazy wiper downer during flu season Because, you know, when you have little kids, like every winter, you just get sick so many times and all the horrible things. And then a couple of years ago, Rebecca, you turned me on to those hydrogen peroxide wipes, Mm -hmm. which actually take care of stomach flu. My old wipes weren't taking care of stomach flu. So I had so many of those. And they're so much better than the other ones because they only the surface only has to be wet for 30 seconds to work instead of like four minutes for the other wipes. But so like I was in really I also looked like a hoarder, but I'm like, no, this this is what I have on hand every winter. Right. <laughs> so I
0: know. I did realize I need to like replenish like rice and beans. Like I've I've let all that lapse. Like now I just have like a normal amount for like maybe a week, you know. I'm like, uh-oh.
1: No, my um, husband but... will tell you I really haven't gotten out of that mode. Like we've got <laughs> pasta and beans and – but I I use it. Like I've been making so much hummus and so much – like I, I live on wheat pasta, you know, because it's yeah. zero points on Weight Watchers. So like I am made of wheat pasta and white potatoes at this point.
2: That's hilarious. <laughs> I still have to switch to that and do some starch. Oh, I'm my just God. like I've... eating chocolate, babka and Linzer tarts. My, <laughs>
1: Listen, I am starch. down – I am down 40 pounds since February.
0: Oh, Tov. Thank you. That's your COVID. Look at your COVID. Seriously.
1: Mm -hmm. But anybody who tells you that you need to give up carbs to lose weight, I am eating like more carbs than usual because I just eat all the ones that are zero points. I can eat like brown rice and white potatoes. I'm so
2: impressed with you because I like gave up Weight Watchers tracking about two months ago. Oh, wow. You know, it's been bad.
1: Well, no. See, that's the difference between the last time i i lost weight because you know two years ago i lost 35 pounds on weight watchers now i've just determined that i can never ever 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 go you off never like stop yeah. yeah until the day i die i'm gonna be counting points because it works and then as soon as i stop i just eat an entire cake
2: <laughs> well, well as, look, as i that say is the, point, I, right? the other I night mean... i literally had a linzer tart and a piece of chocolate of course it was rosh Hashanah but chocolate babka And the Apple strudel. I mean, it was like, forget it. But but then I tried to go it was a holiday. But
1: But the thing like you can't stop. I had I had cake this weekend for my husband's birthday. I had s'mores in front of a fire. Like I the great thing about Wait sorry, this is turning into a Weight Watchers commercial, but the great thing about it is that it's very transactional. So I just exercise so that I can eat a lot of food. So I'm not I'm I'm not starving.
2: Wait, we need a picture of you. I haven't seen you in months and months and months. Oh, my God. I'll post one.
0: Please. On Instagram and I will see you. (laughs) (laughs) And
2: Rebecca will cut you.
1: (laughs) Oh, my God. That Amy's posting selfies again. No, I want to
2: see you. See, I miss you guys.
1: Oh, I'll miss you, too. All
0: right. All right. All right. Well, that is our show for today. You can find links to everything we talked about, probably even Weight Watchers, um, <laughs> at, our, at our site, parentingbites.com. On Facebook at Facebook.com slash ParentingBytes, you'll find links to all of our shows. Please leave us comments, suggestions, whatever you want at our Facebook page. You can always message us there as well. Rate, review, subscribe, and share wherever you're listening to us. Um, we love hearing from you all, and we love reading your comments in... Um, apple podcasts and um, it's great i love it every time i discover someone new like reviewed us it's such a like i know they don't they don't notify us it's like i have to go in there and remember to look and it's, it's so always
1: a warm wonderful feeling.
0: it really is um and until next week happy parenting bye, bye. Hey, this is our Parenting Bytes disclaimer. Everything we talk about on the show is our own opinion. Any products we recommend, it's our own personal recommendation for entertainment purposes only. If you buy something through our affiliate links or you just happen to buy or see or read or watch something that we've recommended, it's at your own risk.